Hello and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And today we're back in the podcast studio and I've got not one, but three special guests with me all on Zoom. I'm really excited to share with you guys the team from Ride and Raise, Ali Brettknocker, Keith Jones, and Brad Smith. Welcome to the Project Purple Podcast, guys. Thanks for having us. You gotta, you gotta, we gotta time that. Who goes first? And uh, so we are excited to have you guys on. This is gonna air right before our special Ride and Raise Peloton group run. And we're excited to have you guys on. This is a new relationship. We just recently met probably within the last, Keith, when did we talk? It was probably like back in like August. I think, or June, maybe yeah. in the summertime. Back, back, back in uh, back in July. July. Yeah, that's when we first started the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, really excited. We, you know, Project Purple was founded on endurance sports. I like to use the term running. We evolved into fitness. Um, we've dabbled in the biking um, events and spinning in, in studios and outdoor biking events. And this is really unique for us because. What Peloton has done, aside from Project Purple with their treadmills and bikes, kind of fits both kind of, and also, and I just realized this, I, I, I'm very naive to this, that they also have an app that they do workouts every day as well, I believe now. So again, with what we've done in this endurance community, this is like right up our alley. So before we get into that, what we always do as tradition here on our podcast, we give our guests the opportunity to share their story, their background. So we've got three of you guys. I don't know if you guys drew straws before, but I will say okay. we'll we'll be respectful here and let's let Allie go first. And I see Allie, I, we are recording this. You have an adorable, I, I think that is not a... Uh, it's not, it, it is a real dog. I was going to say it's not a make-believe dog, but an adorable, is that a labradoodle? It's a golden doodle. Golden doodle. Doug. Doug, Doug <laughs> yeah. the golden doodle. Doug now, the dog. Does Doug have his own Instagram page? Yes. Love <laughs> it. Sure I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yep. Yep. He has more, way more followers than I do. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah love, love, I love dogs. And at full disclosure, I have a lab. She has her own page. I think one of my kids and my wife set up. Uh, we just adopted another dog recently. He does not have his own page yet though. So I, I told him they got to work on that. Yeah, you got it. And they should be friends. We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. With that, Allie, uh, you're up. Perfect. Well, um, hi, everybody. I'm Allie Bratnocker, um, one of the co-founders of, of Ride and Raise. And my day job, um, I'm in software sales uh, for a marketing technology company, Room of Eight. Um, and let's see here. Um, endurance sports are near and dear to my heart. I actually started with running um, before the whole Peloton movement. Um, I have run 41 half marathons and five full marathons. Um, so, and then my husband convinced me uh, we should get a Peloton. And so I've been on the Peloton community since I had to look it up March of last year, just over 200 rides in and um, lucky enough to have the tread as well, but really passionate about endurance sports and giving back. And I won't give too much away um, on the story of how this all started, but um, also a mom of one, soon to be two girls, um, another one on the way due in May. <laughs> um, 
so that's super um, exciting and a big part of who, who I am. And then I'm based out of Indianapolis, Indiana in the Midwest. Anything else, Dino, that I should cover in the intro? I don't know. I hate to go first because I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, <laughs> what I else do you want to know? I, I think it would be really cool. And I know we're going to get to that is how you guys met and how the idea for Ride and Raise came about. But maybe we'll circle back with you. I think you did a wonderful job and we'll go. And my screen is below you is Keith. So let's go to Keith next and then we'll go to Brad last. Sorry, Brad. No worries. All right. Well, hey, everybody. I'm really great. To, uh, really happy to be here. My name is Keith Jones, uh, another one of the co-founders of Ride and Raise. Uh, my day job has me working in operations for various different tech startups. That's kind of been my game for, for most of my professional career. But outside of kind of that day job, I'm, I'm very passionate about kind of just general health and fitness and, and healthy living. Um, it was only just a couple of years ago I, I bought a bike kind of on a whim, like, hey, you know what, I'll get into cycling. Uh, and I, uh, like anybody who buys something thinking that like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally going to do this, I did not get into it as well right away. Definitely did not justify the purchase immediately. But um, as time went on, I got to meet some other people, including one of the co-founders here and get talked into doing, you know, more cycling and more things. And that's how I found Peloton. And it was a complete game changer for me in terms of revolutionizing how I manage my kind of day-to-day -day and health and fitness and have seen huge improvements in my life because of it, including it also my family's lives who have gotten on Peloton and seen uh, really big improvements there. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's me. Awesome. Brad, you're up. Hey, I'll, uh, I'll bring us home. Thanks again for having us. We're uh, excited to be here. Uh, Brad Smith, uh, again, working with Allie and Keith on all things Rag and Grades. We've had a, a great time doing it so far, uh, supporting great organizations, like obviously the one we'll talk about today. But um, I guess to start with a little bit of backstory on me, um, day job, very similar to both Keith and Allie work in the software space. Um, the co-founder and CEO of a, so a software company called Sonar, uh, based out of here in Atlanta. Um, more so outside of uh, the work side of things, uh, avid cyclists, very similar to Allie on uh, being on the competitive landscape and on the racing side. Um, my passion for all of this really started when I was in college. Um, I joined the cycling and triathlon team, ended up becoming the president of both of those clubs uh, at Clemson, uh, where I graduated undergrad from. Um, and I, I look back at that time, I think that's really where my focus and energy and passion and love for both cycling, uh, and not only that, but swimming and running as well, uh, have come into play. i Wish I had the numbers on the back of my hand for all the number of races I've done, like what Allie's done. But uh, I guess the big ones out there, you know, done an Ironman triathlon, three half irons, a um, lot of cycling and a lot of marathons and half marathons and fun things like that. But uh, yeah, a lot of the passion comes from getting in that early, you know, starting in my cycling career and, you know, when I was 18 or 19 and uh, have been doing it ever since. And I think Peloton came along the way. Uh, in my life, which is obviously the, the uniting force between all of us here. Um, believe it or not, it was not my idea. It was actually my wife's idea. Um, you know, we both have pretty high demanding jobs where we don't get to go to the gym nearly as much as we want to. And so uh, when we think about the time that we try to focus for our own health and everything, uh, her idea, not mine, was, hey, let's, let's get into this Peloton thing. We can do this at 6 a.m. or at 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. Uh, we don't have to you know, be in a parking lot at a uh, gym at a certain time. So uh, the ease and flexibility uh, is the, the one of the biggest drivers there. But of course, now 
we get into fun things like this where we kind of put our heads together and start raising money for really good causes. I got to make sure my wife doesn't listen to this podcast because uh, <laughs> she's been uh, she's been on me to get one of these bikes for a long, long time. Um, but it, it, and that is serious. But it, going back to this conversation, you know, it's it's pretty fascinating. I just made a note. You know, all three of you talked about health. You know, and and here we are. You know trying to find a cure for pancreatic cancer and we deal with health on a daily basis. But here you have three strangers, you know, who came to that same conclusion and then, you know, took it to that next step. So let's talk about that next step. How did you guys meet one? And then how did you guys come up with this idea of, you know, doing something, you know, the next, taking it that next mile? Man, uh, people, I was like, who's going to go? Brad, you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start, but I certainly won't finish. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of start back all the way to even the first time I met Allie. So this was a work trip. Um, we were at the time working for two different companies. Ironically, now both those companies are the same company. One acquired the other. Uh, but I was in Indianapolis uh, on a work trip and, and met Allie through the same company. And um, you know, it didn't take too long. I think I might have even had the same like Peloton water bottle that I'm drinking out of now or wearing a shirt or something. And it's those easy conversations to start that way that, you know, kind of start a, a, a thread of like, wow, are, are you big into Peloton? Like, I actually am. I did three rides this week already, et cetera. And then even the conversation that Allie and I had, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to New York next week. Uh, I'm actually going to go into the live studio. I was like, I'm so jealous. I've still never had a chance to do that. Even to this day, haven't had a chance to go into the, the studio to do that. But I think in any sort of passion for any uh, person, you know, Allie and Keith can, can fill in the gaps here. I think that's how a lot of this starts, where you get to be open and start having fun conversations based off of commonality. Um, you don't have to be best friends. We, uh, you know, we're all in different places. You keep an eye on Sarah in Atlanta and we get to see each other often, but I haven't had a chance to actually see Allie in person since that day, which was God, over a year ago, a year and a half ago now, probably. But I think, you know, when I look back at sort of, uh, these catalyst moments for how these things start. Uh, Allie, keep me honest. I think that was probably one of the first conversations we had, at least about Peloton in general and why we like cycling so much. Yeah, it's weird to think we've only met one time too, which is kind of wild. And that Keith and I have <laughs> never met. Hopefully we'll have a chance. Still never we met. all three in that new Peloton studio in New York, one, one day, someday we will do it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how I remember it. It's easy to bond with people over things like that or like dogs and, and things that you have in, in common. But yeah, it was like this instant friendship over Peloton. And when I went in the studio, I think that next week, Brad actually joined the ride that I was on in the studio from home and like sent me pictures of myself like in the that's studio. So cool. and, and so that was really cool and had a few other people join. And so, and then we kept in, in touch just, I think I'd randomly send I don't know. We'd like randomly send Peloton stuff to each other, or I don't. I don't really know. And yeah. um, and then you know, quarant and then fast forward. Now it's been who knows, like a couple years, year and a half, and then we hit quarantine this year. And Brad was trying to get a few people together on a ride. He's like, hey, I'm gonna get some of my LinkedIn connections to do a ride. You want to join? I'm like absolutely. And previously, I had seen a friend of mine do a ride, a Peloton ride for charity. Um, and so I thought, well, why don't we, why don't we choose a charity then? And we could all do it for some, you know, for some charity. And that's kind of how we started Ride and Race. And it didn't have a name. I think we, what do we just, we didn't even have LinkedIn a name LinkedIn Charity Ride, I think is what yeah, we called it the was... first time around. Yeah. Just because yeah. we were using link, LinkedIn as that, uh, as that main kind of conduit for, for generating interest and getting people involved. 
But you know, the, the, the short, the short story that I have to tell about this, which I think is really entertaining. Um, Cause in going back to exactly what you said, Ali, about, you know, fast forwarding the quarantine and then completely changing the landscape of the world, right. At the time. Um, but what was really funny was, you know, for those that don't have a Peloton or haven't tried this on Peloton, there is a video chat feature that Peloton has. It's not necessarily the best. Not many people use it, but, and I still have this post up on my Instagram feed and I joke about, I go, what happens when you put a couple of extroverted athletes on quarantine, referring to Brad and myself, like we, we like hanging out with each other. We like, we like seeing people. You put us on lockdown. What happens? We end up being crazy and doing a video chat while we're sweating and biking on the, you know, riding this bike that goes nowhere. Um, but there was, there was something about seeing each other. Right. And so like born out of those quarantine crazies, you know, and being able to feel that connection, even though we weren't physically in the same room, um, which, you know, Peloton does a great job of with the high fives and, and the tags and everything else that we've been able to utilize to help grow the community. But it was just that initial connection being like, you know what, I'm on this bike. I'm, I, I'm glad I'm exercising. I'm not necessarily enjoying myself entirely because this is not easy. <laughs> uh, but seeing your friend also do that. And then, you know, having the idea of, you know, more, more and more people doing it together all in pursuit of raising money for a great cause, I think just kind of like was a collective fire that was going to start living and breathing on its own. It's fascinating to hear, you know, you guys talk about it because I, I do think, I mean, you know, I think I, I've seen here with the community we've built and you guys are building a community how you find these things and and i guess you know we could look back at history and how certain things evolve you know just the community and people have you know maybe from all different walks of life but you have that one commonality which in this case is peloton um but again brings you back to the health I, i've got a question for all three of you again you know the idea of doing something for charity within this community I know you guys uh, mentioned Allie and Brad that you had done like triathlons, you'd done half marathons, marathons. Have you, did you ever do any of those marathons or any of those events with a charity before, or was it always kind of your own entry? Like you would wake up at the crack of dawn and register for a race and then luck of the draw, you get in or you don't get in. Yeah. Um, I've done, I've done a good mix of both and I'll, I'll kind of start and pass it along, but um you know, my first set of races obviously started uh, very competitively in, in undergrad. So we we're on a team. We we're competing, competing against other universities and colleges. So um, most of mine started in, in that environment very quickly after uh, graduating undergrad and realizing I'm not going to go be a professional triathlete. I got to go find <laughs> other reasons and ways to do that. And so, yeah, charity rides have always been a, a, a big piece uh, for me, whether that be just you know, local 5Ks or uh, even doing you know, charities for some of the triathlons I've done. Um, I'll uh, even kind of reflect back on even why it's a big passion of mine. You know, you know unfortunately, I lost my mother to like, cancer when I was 19. And that's really one of those things that drove me to, to get out and go do that. I could have gone a lot of different ways after that sort of thing happened. But, um, you know, you kind of look back and like, how can I start to use some of this energy that I've got to, to go do a greater good? And that's kind of what really drove me to, to go and do that. And you look back at most folks that, that went to undergrad, they were probably spending way more time in, uh, in bars and, and having more fun and parties than, uh, than being on the bike like I was. But you know, I needed that outlet to do that. Fast forward now to a lot of the, uh, the events. One of the 5Ks that, we, um, that I ran last October, I believe it was, was for the Autism Speaks 
uh, foundation, met a couple of really good friends there. Lo and behold, we end up having a ride and raise to, to benefit Autism Speaks. And so I think when you just start putting folks like this, I, I don't want to say there's like a magic formula or, hey, we all joined the same Facebook group together. I think, you know, good people genuinely uh, surround themselves with other good people and good ideas come of it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think when I look back at how this whole thing formed, we, we didn't, you know, all right, guys, let's all get in a conference room for six hours. We didn't treat this like work. It was like, you know, who can we help right now? And who can we, uh, you know, really move the needle for? And it's not just for us athletically or physically. It's for some of these organizations that we want to support. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. I, I think, you know, the one thing too, just from hearing you guys tell your backgrounds and, and maybe it's a software um, startup connections, entrepreneurial, you know, kind of spirit. And I've always said like, you know, running a charity, uh, you know, and you guys are kind of looks like you're on that path, you know, where you're assisting charities and organizing and community, you know, creating community is very similar to entrepreneurship. I find, you know, like there's, there's a lot of parallels in that tract where, you know, you're creating, you're all, like you said, Brad, you you have these people that, you know, doing good is, is an afterthought, right? They're going to do it. it. They know that this is good stuff. And so they're just going to get involved and they're going to, you know, move mountains to, you know, support these causes, um, which is just so powerful because I've always said there's strength in numbers. And that's something that in all cancers, you know, the more people that are aware of all cancers, um, the more that we can move the needle. And it's it's fascinating to see what's happening in today. You know, we're a week from an election and how spirited and how, you know, passionate people are on both sides. And this is not political, but just using politics as an example. But just think if we were so spirited and so committed to all of these awful diseases that we have in this country and all these issues that there's so many good and great charities out there working for how quickly we could move the needle on so many things. You know, it's just really, really crazy. But, um, I have faith we are moving the needle and that's why, uh, you know, we've got people like yourselves, um, helping us do that. So let's talk about what you guys have done since you started. Cause I know you guys said you started as this LinkedIn group and then it became Ride and Raise. And let's talk a little bit about the groups because you guys do help a lot of groups, which I think is really awesome. Um, we're blessed to have you guys in November, which is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, which we're going to talk about in a second. But, you know, talk about, you know, how it went from the LinkedIn group to the Ride and Raise and how you guys are selecting your groups, maybe. Yeah, I can, uh, I can take that one, guys. So, um, I'll, I'll harken back a little bit to a couple of points you just made, you know, about being entrepreneurial, about, you know, being, you know, um, captivated and like being spirited about this stuff, but, and, and going back to our history, right. And how we got started, uh, doing Ryan and raising back before it had a name. I think the, the coolest inflection point for us, you know, to that entrepreneurial note, because in order to be an entrepreneur, you got to realize when you have something and then you got to act on it. Um, and the first ride that we ever did we actually, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't know about you, Brad and Allie, but like, I don't know that we were actually envisioning like this being something where we started building a community and, and the members of that community raising money. Because initially it was, hey, each of us will donate $5 for every person that signs up upwards of $100. So we were just like, let's raise $300. We picked No Kid Hungry, an amazing cause, because that was just something that like to your point, Dino, you know, like people will just they will just go to, you know, because they, they know it's a good cause. Uh, and so we were just like, let's do this ride. We'll call it the LinkedIn charity ride. That sounds catchy. We can hashtag that. And, you know, and each of us will, will give some money, 
you know, to encourage others to come join us. I think like, while we weren't shocked, but we were just so pleasantly surprised was the next time around. We're like, Hey, do you guys want to do this again? Wasn't that great? Like, like talk about motivation for, you know, instead of just the normal, like health and fitness, get the PR, see the cool metrics. Like, no, I was riding and feeling really good about it because of the money that, you know, yes, we're the ones giving it, but like, it just felt different. But the thing that caught me off guard, I'll speak for myself, I guess, was the members who had done the first ride with us came back around and they were like, how do I donate? Where, where, where can I give money? Like, I, we, it shouldn't just be you guys. Like, we all want to donate towards this cause. Uh, and it was just like, I think that was when, you know, light bulb more like, oh my gosh, we've got something here. We've got a small knit community of people who want to do good um, while doing what they're going to do anyways, which is hop on their Peloton bike that they've invested in. Um, and that was a really cool thing to see uh, the community respond uh, and talking about that kind of like fire that catches on its own and just lives and breathes on its own. Like that was, that was the really um, awesome moment when we looked at it, like, we might have something here, guys. <laughs> That's really cool. So now how have you guys gone about selecting the various charities? Have you guys, I know, Brad, you mentioned, you know, you thought about kids. Um, I know you guys, we were introduced by, I think, a runner, quite honestly. One of our runners had mentioned, you know, you guys and um, an employee of ours had, uh, I believe she was, she's on Peloton. So she, I think, kind of heard word of mouth and then Keith and I had that conversation and this kind of evolved a bit. Um, and I know you, I, I believe someone has a connection to pancreatic cancer or has a, a friend or a family member that has battled, I think. Am I correct or incorrect on that? My, uh, my great grandmother passed away from pancreatic cancer actually. Um, so that's something, uh, definitely personal connect there. Um, and Brad, Alex, feel free to chime in, but this is our beautiful thing about just kind of community in general, so we've just been able and, you know, privileged and blessed to be get connected to amazing groups as we've gone. It's, it's been incredibly organic, to be honest, and that like, you know, we'll be, you know, in either right coming up to a ride for the month or trying to think about the next one. And bing, there's an email in our inbox that says, hey, uh, I want to enter Allie, Brad, Keith, I want to introduce you to so-and-so at such and such group. Um, and it's just because of the kind of the power and, and spirit behind the people that are, have been, have become part of this community is that they are, they are wanting to make sure that the groups that they know of have potentially a partner in us being able to help them raise funds. And it's been just incredibly, uh, encouraging to see. It's awesome. And, um, I'll add to, to that a little bit. So I also had my, my dad lost his best friend to pancreatic cancer a couple of years ago. And, um, and then Dino, I think the day before I met you and was on a call with you and Keith, my husband found out a team member of his was diagnosed, um, with pancreatic cancer as well. Um, so definitely a cause that's, um, that I'm really excited to be supporting. One of the coolest things I think about the organizations that we've been supporting is that, like Keith said, it's kind of happened organically where we get introduced or what have you. One of the organizations we rode for, I can't remember which month, maybe July, was a friend of mine who I knew was on Peloton, who runs a charity organization called Cocktails and Chemo. Mm -hmm. She lost her husband to cancer and started a nonprofit to take care of caregivers. And so I asked, I approached her and I said, hey, I know you're on Peloton and I'm sure you would say yes to this, but we'd love to have you on one of our rides. And she actually, um, Amanda Clark, it's her name. And she was the one who kind of changed the dynamic of the Zoom aspect of our ride. So 
I was really skeptical of this at first, by the way. Like, and I think it probably came out of the video <laughs> chat that was mentioned earlier between Keith and Brad. But they're like, yeah, what we're going to do is Zoom too while we ride. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds super weird. But it's actually really cool. <laughs> we all go on mute so we can't hear each other breathing, at least for the most part, until somebody accidentally comes off mute. Yeah. Um, but, um, but now we have this different dynamic where whoever, like we have somebody from the organization we're supporting, ideally then join that part of the event and share the story. And so Amanda kind of just did that organically when she joined us. And it was, gosh, the amount of inspiration that came from that, like hearing her story before you're going to, you know, get on the bike, it just adds that level of motivation. And so we try to encourage everybody to join the Zoom part, even though it feels a little weird to get on Zoom and work out, just to add that layer um, of inspiration. And another thing I'll say that, that Keith and I recently talked about was you know, the idea of bringing lesser known causes or lesser known organizations to light and supporting them um, is one of the things I think we're trying to do as well as best we can, um, which is which is also pretty neat. So awesome to hear. Um, I want to talk about the ride itself. So I, I'm a, uh, I don't know much about Peloton. I've never been on Peloton. Let's put it that way. I've, I've been on a bike. I've never taken a class. So let's talk to our audience because we, the people who are on Peloton, we want to get them engaged. But I think there's another play here where there's people that don't know anything about Peloton that can still get involved. So, and, and also for those that are on Peloton, I think they know what this is like. I'm putting this in air quotes here on the video. But w so, what talk about the whole day and the, the workout itself or the, the ride, I should say? Because you can use, I was naive to the fact. And so I think we were talking, and I think maybe Ali, you said like you can use the tread. You don't have to use the bike. And then the other day, someone was like, "You don't even need to use a bike or a tread. You can still join and get involved." So I want to make sure that we share with our audience the the whole details about the event and how it works. Yeah, I can uh, I can kick this off. Yeah, I think it is interesting. What's what we found to be probably the most fun and, and spoiler alert, you're talking to three pretty competitive people who like to, to compete both in work and, in, you know, in our, our social aspects of life and on Peloton. So we're <laughs> always concerned about climbing the leaderboard. At, at one point I was making a challenge out to everybody. Like whoever gets to beat me, I'm putting an extra 10 bucks for every person that, that beats me on the ride. So, you know, we, we zoom out of that though and realize like you don't have to have a Peloton for this. You don't even have to be cycling for it. At the end of the day, if you want to help contribute to a really good cause, be part of the Zoom. We've had people join that aren't necessarily working out. Just jump <laughs> on the Zoom to be part of the event. And, and we encourage that, right? Um, of course, there's a competitive aspect to it. Um, but you were mentioning earlier on the treadmill, there's been multiple times where uh, my wife has wanted to be on the bike. And it's like, that's fine. I'll go around the treadmill as well. Like, you know, I'm spending this, I'm spending this time and, and we're collectively as a group spending this time, whether it be 30 minutes, 45 minutes. We haven't hit the hour one yet. Uh, or at least ones that I haven't been on, um, you know, to go do a full blown hour. But, you know, we're spending this time to, to raise awareness. We don't lose sight of what we're trying to do for the group and for the community. Um, is it a, is it a constant medium for us to go be, uh, in a athletic state or, or do something better for ourselves, but better for the community more than anything? Um, I think it's just a time for us to be together and, and go do something meaningful. So I think the, the medium for that has shifted. 
and you know, I don't, we don't make light of a pandemic. Nothing is, is great about that. You know, this is a, a very odd and tough time for everybody uh, in the world. But at the same time, I kind of look at it as a catalyst moment for us. You know, we, we, you know, like those you lemons, let's go make some lemonade and get people into a room together, whether it be a virtual room or the same room, uh, but get everybody together and, and go do something good for everybody. Couldn't agree with you more. So the event's coming up on Saturday, November 21st. The range right now is between 11 and 1. I know you guys like to kind of pick around that 12 o'clock midday East Coast time uh, for those listening on the West Coast or around the world, because anyone in the world can jump on this. We don't necessarily have to be Mm -hmm. here in North America. Um, And the way it works is we will release the actual time the week prior, right? Because the schedules don't come out just like, I guess, SoulCycle is notorious for that, right? If you guys have... (laughs) ventured into there once or twice like it's like a free-for-all come i think like monday morning or sunday night when the schedule comes out so similar way and then i know this is is this a first that you guys are working with you guys have now joined with kilter for the leaderboard um so yeah, this is the second will, oh, this be, will this be the second yeah, round? it's actually our second time with them um so yeah we partnered with with kilter you know this awesome app for kind of like organizing group people around physical activities too. And their slogan is kind of donate your hustle. You know, ours is, you know, sweat, motivate, donate. So very much a lot of synergy uh, there. And that's one of the cool things about partnering with them as well. You know, we are quote unquote ride and raise and we got our start on the Peloton bike and, you know, and have uh, piggybacked up a lot of the great things and great like features that Peloton has provided, which has helped us facilitate and grow this community. Kilter, allows us to, you know, allow anyone to participate, whether you're walking, running, riding, doing any sort of physical activity, you know, you can log that through the various connected devices that are out there through Strava, through Apple health and, and see yourself ranked on the leaderboard and, uh, and see, you know, who's, who's, who's got more hustle, who's sweating more, uh, to try and raise, uh, more money. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great, but this is our second time around and we're really excited to be working with them. So Kilter allows, so this is an important piece. So people who are not on Peloton, this is how they get engaged is through the Kilter. And then if they're on Peloton, they'll jump on the class um, mm-hmm. and have the ability to uh, have the instructor and be, uh, do they show everyone on the class in the class or no, just the instructor? This is my naiveness to Peloton. During COVID, just the instructor. Usually there's other people in the class, but okay. now it's an empty studio. But then- yeah, but what- no, go ahead. I was going to say one of the features that we're able to piggyback off of the Peloton release recently is this, this tag feature that you can apply yep. to yourself as a rider. And so we created a tag for ride and raise. And so what's great about that, like I had, uh, I, I recently started at a new company and I had one of my new colleagues join the ride uh, this last weekend that we did uh, for Code Out here in Atlanta. And the, um, the feature is really cool because you just, you know, Click on it, apply it to your profile. And even though you probably may not know anyone else who's riding, because you could be anywhere in the world to your point, you know, uh, on that day, on that ride, but you can see everyone's users' names. You can see a little mini competition happening within the wider event that we're doing uh, in that given month. You can try and beat Brad, good luck. Um, but, <laughs> <you know. laughs> but then the other cool part is Peloton has this, you know, silly but powerful virtual high five feature. And so throughout the ride, you know, we'll be high fiving people. If you're cheeky like me, I'm high fiving you just as I'm about to pass you again, not Brad. Um, but that's, uh, you know, we're able to use those features. And you know, there are a lot of other groups doing similar things, but we're really happy to have those at our at our disposal to 
uh, help enable the community, help enable the event and, and make it a lot of fun while we're raising lots of money for, for really cool groups. Cool. And then you guys will have the Zoom going as well for everyone who signs up. So the whole uh, ride and raise event has its own Zoom, which is separate from the Peloton. Yeah. Yeah. To, to Ali's point earlier, and this has happened more organically, but the, the Zoom has become a really cool spot. You know, come hang out for a few minutes before the actual riot starts. Learn a little bit about this group that you're helping raise money for. Hear directly from them. And then where the, the connection happens, which is really cool, is they'll share with you specifically what they're going to do with the funds that have been raised. You know, and so it's not only just, oh, we're raising X amount of dollars for a cause that does something cool. It's, you know, I'm raising money that's going to go directly to you know, uh, paying for rental assistance for someone or for care packages for caregivers who are giving their all looking after patients with cancer um, or donating a bike to someone who, who can't afford one, whatever that cause happens to be. And here, being able to connect those dots in real time and to Ali's point earlier, like right before you get on that ride, if that's not encouraging, if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. <laughs> Yeah, it's powerful stuff. And, and I know now uh, for our ride, which is happening on the 21st, Saturday, November 21st, we have uh, a couple ways to get involved. I know we've got a really cool uh, raffle. Uh, $100 gets you into a raffle for a $2,500 gift card to Peloton. So if you have a bike, you can put that towards a tread. If you have a tread, you can put it towards a bike. And if you don't have either, you can still donate the 100 and get involved in the in the raffle, and then we also have uh, I believe it's thirty five dollar for a custom pair of gooders, uh, which we're offering, and then there's um, a, a donate as well below that as well, which I think is eleven twenty one. I think if my memory serves me right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got a couple of options for people to get engaged and get involved on that day, uh, which is awesome. I've got to ask you guys a personal question here and put you guys each on the spot. And we're going to go in reverse order because Allie went first last time and I think this is fair. Who is your favorite instructor on Peloton? And we're going to go to Brad first. Oh, man. Put me on the spot (laughs) first. So, okay. Um, I'm not going to go completely with number one because I do have two favorites. I think, uh, you know, like Ali, like I've had the bike for years now. They've added so many more instructors. Um, so it's kind of hard to go with just one or two. But I would say some from some of the original cast that were there ever since day one when I got one, um, it's hard to beat Alex Toussaint. I mean, he, he every time you get on there, you get motivated. Uh, he's yelling at you. You're yelling back at him. He can't hear you, but uh, you're yelling back at him. <laughs> but he uh, he's great. Yeah, the other one I'd say, and this we're a little partial being here in Atlanta, but you know, one of the Georgia guys is Matt Wilpers. Um, you know, he also has a very unique like cycling and triathlon background that I, I can resonate with or can uh, can be on the same page with. So a lot of his training style is similar to my old coaches that uh, that were pushing me along the way. So I won't I won't give just one, but I'll give uh, give both those guys a, a good hat tip. Awesome, Keith. Well, Brad stole my thunder a little bit because Matt Wilpers is definitely uh, one of my favorites. Um, but that, you know, t- to what Brad said about his unique background in cycling triathlon, he also um, runs the Power Zone program on uh, on Peloton, which is a very metrics-driven approach to cycling training. Uh, and I'm a numbers guy. I'm a, I'm in I'm in operations for a reason. I'm a giant nerd. I love data, uh, and so it's been a lot of fun for me to like kind of quantify my training 
on the Peloton. And then, you know, me being in Atlanta, uh, Matt being from, from here is really cool. I actually have been in the studio myself too, like Allie has, and I did a, a Matt ride um, there, which was a lot of fun. Um, but if I had to pick a second one, I'd probably pick Dennis Morton, uh, who's also does the power zone training. But what I love about Dennis is he has got to be the single most chill person in the world, but also capable of like pushing a high intensity workout. One of the things he'll say on the bikes, he's like, I make recommendations, you make decisions. So, you know, he'll tell you what the right thing to do is, but at the end of the day, you got to decide for yourself to do it. Um, and uh, I just love his kind of general spirit of community and camaraderie that he brings to the, to the classes. Awesome. Allie. My AirPods don't die. They hopefully you can still hear me. Okay. Um, cause they're giving me the warning. Um, okay. So I have to, um, Allie love because I immediately gravitated towards her because her name is spelled the same as mine, which is pretty unique actually for an Allie. I am not an Allison. I'm just Allie. Um, actually named after Allie Sheedy in the credits of war games. My parents are like, okay, that one anyway. So, um, love her and I just love her style as well. Um, no pun intended, I guess. And I had a chance. She was the one that I got to ride with in studio the first time I went. Um, and then Alex Toussaint, I also really like. We actually, I can't remember which ride that was that we did with him, but he just ended up being on the schedule. We were all so pumped because we all really like him. And we actually got a shout out um, as the LinkedIn group. Um, at So it must've been one of our first rides, which was really cool. Um, and if you're, you know, if you don't know Peloton, you may not know how big of a deal that is. These classes can have thousands and thousands, thousands of people. And so we we back channeled and had somebody that was a friend of a friend that ultimately got us a little love from him. But yeah, I like I need the tough love. I need somebody to yell at me <laughs> so that I can. Yeah, that motivates me for whatever reason. So if we had to collectively, if Peloton is listening, which I hope they will be when this airs. If we had our choice, who do we want on Saturday, November 21st for our class? Guys, I think we got to say Alex T, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we, we, we need the hype man himself. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah. You can get Alex in there, man. It's going yeah. uh, to be a great and motivating ride, to say the least. No one's going to walk off that bike dry. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well, let's see if we can make some magic happen and uh, find a way. If there's a will, there's a way. Right. I heard a great man say that. Allie, I think you, you aged yourself when you said that your parents named you after Allie Sheedy from War Games. I was thinking like, I think she was in Breakfast Club. Um, you know, I remember seeing War Games growing up as a teenager. So uh, that's, that's funny. Um, guys, last question for you for our audience. And this is probably one of the most important things. If someone loves what you guys are doing and they want to connect, they want to learn more, they want to dive in, where is the best place, social media, website for people to connect with you? Uh, so you can go right to our website, rideandraise.org. We'll have links on there where you can sign up for this month's event, working with Project Purple uh, through the Kelter app. But also if you're just curious about you know, learning more about the group, about some of the rides we've done, what we have planned for the future, and especially if you're a group that wants to partner with us, um, then you can just go ahead and reach out to us at info at rideandraise.org and we'll be sure to respond to you. Awesome. We do have an Instagram and a Twitter now. They, we're getting there. I'm our social marketing <laughs> person. It, you know, it takes time and a lot of effort there. So our, the link is in our bio as well to sign up for the Project Purple event, which I don't know, Dino, did we mention that that also is a two-week 
activity challenge along with the ride on the 21st. So I want to make sure we pointed that out just in case people didn't catch that. If you don't mm -hmm. have a Peloton, Kilter makes it possible for you to walk, run, hike, do whatever during that two week period, which I think is the 16th through the 31st, if I'm not mistaken. So. Which makes sense because when I saw the Kilter app, I saw that the date was from the 16th through the 30th. So that now, Allie, you've answered my question. I asked uh, Seth over at Kilter, I was like, why isn't the date the 21st? <laughs> so now that makes all the sense. So I'm glad you brought that up uh, because there is a, a date there when you go to the website that it has that. So uh, just keep that in mind, folks listening that there's a two week period there. So awesome stuff, guys. Well, thank you guys for coming on the Project Purple podcast. I'm really excited. I mean, um, I think you guys sold me. I, I hope my wife is not listening to this. I guess Christmas will have to come early. I know Peloton bikes are on back order, but you know, maybe, maybe Christmas will come a little bit early. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating you know, what has happened in this pandemic. There's been, you know, clearly the obvious, um, you know, with the pandemic for the whole world. But I find that there's a lot of great things happening. And this is like one of those golden nuggets. And I think, you know, there's enough negativity in the world. But if you search and you find like these really golden nuggets of people coming together to help so many people that need the help right now, just like what you guys have done, it's it's pretty amazing, and and it makes you feel a whole lot better about the world versus turning on the TV and seeing all the negative in the world right now. So thank you guys for having the courage and the energy and adding something else to your plate to your busy lives uh, of families and work and in life because it's really pretty powerful. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. You know, yeah, we this love it. Thank you for uh, thanks for having us. This is great. Thank you for being a guest on the Project Purple podcast. Go check out rideandraise.org. Sweat, motivate, and donate. I love it. We can't wait for Saturday, November 21st. Thanks for listening to another episode. Please be safe. If you love what you hear, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Share our podcast. Until next time, that's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple podcast. Yeah.